The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat your bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, July the 24th, uh, and we are here to handicap the full slate of games for Monday, July the 25th. Uh, joining me tonight to handicap that slate is Mr Noah Bennett. Noah, how are you doing? How you doing, Malcolm? Doing all right. I didn't watch too many baseball games, and I have a little bit of sniffles, so my voice is a little bit deeper today. But uh, um, I guess most of the time I'm excited for these Sunday night, Monday morning podcasts just to talk about the weekend's games. But unfortunately, I didn't really watch too much. I had a, I was in a golf tournament Saturday and then uh, Sunday driving home from that. So didn't really get to see much. Um but ready to handicap this Monday Monday slate. It's actually bigger than normal. So we got 12 games. Let's go. Did you see you were at a golf tournament or you were in a golf tournament? In. Uh, next in. weekend, I might be at the Rocket Mortgage, Cla- Rocket okay. Mortgage Classic comes here. So tell, tell, right, tell me all about your how you performed. Tell the people. Got, Come on. I shot an 84, so I didn't make the cut. It wasn't good. wasn't bad. It was like a normal day for me, so like low 80s. So, um, 84 was quality. I've shot 188 in my life. I'm one, <laughs> one, one below 90. I remember, still remember it vividly. That's it because it was my only sub 90 round. Uh, one little 88. So, yeah, if you give me, if you give me maybe 10 shots, Noah, uh, I might be able to give you a competitive. Yeah, we're competitive. A competitive round on 10 shots. <laughs> yeah. Ah, good times. Yeah, I've watched quite a lot of baseball tonight. I've had a bit of a lazy Sunday. Uh, our uh, game away at Durham was called off, the Newcastle Night Talks. Uh, so I've watched quite a lot of games. Um, a few weird ones, really. I've watched um, Ian Anderson. I put him in the sea earlier in the season. I then briefly got him back out the sea. But he can get back in the sea and stay there now. I'm now re- not retrieving him from the sea anymore. He's just an absolute whip machine. Like, and I knew this before the game started tonight. And then what, like five hits in the first innings, five runs in the first innings. It's just hit after hit after hit after hit. Like he's got the highest walk rate, I think, um, highest number of walks. Sorry, um, in the league. Um. Yeah, and somehow his whip's only about 150-odd. When Honestly, it looks like he lets rip five uh, base runners per in. Um, and the Angels stuffed the Braves tonight. I think the Braves will be disappointed with that because they picked up um, a little bit of momentum and the New York Mets had just faltered a bit over the weekend against the Padres. And then the Braves doing an absolute shocker tonight. Um, so, yeah, I've, got, I've quite enjoyed some of the, some of the baseball tonight. But, um, yeah, we've got a... We've got a 12-game card for um, Monday. Um, actually, I'll tell you what we were going to do. We're just going to have a little... Uh, we haven't had a chat since uh, our Friday podcast, which handicapped the Saturday games. And we got the Baltimore Orioles over the line at plus 205, Noah. Big flex. Garrett Cole beating the best team in baseball, Baltimore. Took them down. And over a 2-1 to winner, you don't get many of them uh, on the money line in baseball. So I was delighted with that one. Noah's Wi-Fi is dipping in there. I can tell he's in his. Uh, I can tell he's in his basement. And then I'm we back, had some. Uh, back. What's going he's on? Back. What's Sorry. Going on? Uh, yeah. So that was a nice little win. Um, yeah. At, at plus two or five. Go on, mate. Any any strong opinions on that one? No, just um, it, the 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 Herb Brooks speech from the miracle work there for the Orioles. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You ruled that w one out, didn't you? Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some nice picks. My uh, Minnesota. 
on the run line oh, behind Joe yeah. Ryan was a nice pick as well. What did you not enjoy that one? Oh, uh, it was your man, it was your man Pineda, wasn't it? Yeah, he he had like he exited with an injury. It was like thirty-five pitches or something like that. There was quite a few injuries this weekend too that I missed. Yeah, you you mentioned it the just before we came on live that a couple of uh, injuries and uh, the biggest one is probably Adam Duval out for the season. Yeah, for the Braves, so they might be active again this year on the deadline. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how how long is their guy uh, Jorge Soler over there in Miami? Do they go out and get him back? Is he on a one year contract with the Marlins? I've absolutely no idea, mate. Yeah, but it's not a bad shout. Uh, he went I don't down. Know I know how he... long he signed. You um you picked out Stephen Matt's strikeout props yesterday and hit that one, uh, but then Matt's um went to the IL after yeah. that game as well, and then the the other one which was a bit of a, a heartbreaker really was Blake Meyer the uh, the Miami pitcher who you Max told Meyer. told Max Meyer. yeah sorry Max Blake Meyer. Meyer's our MLB editor for the oh he is yeah yeah yeah, so yeah he was not Blake. on the mound for Miami they're bad but they're not that bad um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry Blake if you listen it's me sacked um, yeah Max Meyer who you talked us through. Um, on yeah. on the Friday night pod, you told us what to expect, and he lasted ten pitches before. I think his shoulder was barking a little bit, and that was the end of him as well. Bit of a shame, though. Yeah, it was. I I, I took him over Case too, because Pittsburgh has the third worst strikeout rate in the MLB. So a little bit disappointing there, because he did have the strikeout in those ten pitches. So he's off to a good start. But uh, yeah, that was that was weird. You don't really see a guy make a start and then come out after 10 pitches. Normally they establish like, Hey, I'm not really feeling well in a bullpen before the game. Yeah. And they make that late switch. So. Yeah, that was an odd one. Right. Okay. Then, uh, so 12 games Monday to crack on. Yep. Uh, we are live on YouTube and Twitter. I do believe the chat box is open. David, uh, has joined us, David Dilly. So good evening, David, or afternoon, wherever you are. Um, Hope you're enjoying the show. And if you've got any thoughts, by all means, drop them in the box. Uh, but we will start with those Miami Marlins that we just touched on. 640 Eastern. First pitch is the Marlins at the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Trevor Rogers, left-handed pitcher, goes for Miami. And Nick Lodolo, uh, lefty, goes for the Cincinnati Reds. The Marlins are minus 105. Cincinnati are minus 115. Totally a is set at nine and a half. So the books are struggling to split these two sides tomorrow. Uh, Rogers is four and nine. Has a 546 ERA, has pitched 84 innings with 78 strikeouts. Lodolo is two and three with a 581 ERA. Uh, 26 and one third pitched, 38 strikeouts for Lodolo. Um, part of uh, the downtime in the break last week, in the All-Star break, was I got to a lot of... Uh, a lot of pitchers that people like Ian Anderson that we've already mentioned, people that I'm not keen on for the second half of the season. I had a look at some of their underlying numbers. Um, then pitchers that I am keen on, pitchers that I think are going to have a decent second half of the season. And there's actually two or three of them um, appeared on the slate tonight in the first one, which is Trevor Rogers. And I do think Trevor Rogers is primed uh, to get better. He's he's improving slightly, um, but I think he's going to have a much better um, second half, Rogers. So I'm quite high on him. So he's going to be he's going to be a guy I'm going to be tailing a little bit. And um, he's got a 3.95 road ERA, um, which is a little bit better than his overall total. And like I say, he's been on the improve. Um, Lodolo is back. Um, he's been up and down to the to the minors a couple of times this season, um, but he's still struggling a little bit. You, we expected maybe better from him. Quite a highly touted prospect early in the season. Just hasn't happened for him. Uh, he gave up five earned runs in two innings against Tampa in his last time. So um, as much as Miami don't score many runs, um, I've got to back my guy, Rogers and Fadler Dolo. And at this price, minus 105, I think Miami can take one on the road. Now. Yeah, as much as Miami doesn't score, like we all said, like they had that 31-inning uh, scoreless drought, uh, this weekend against Pittsburgh, they put up six and eight runs in two of the three games. The other game, they got shut out. But um, you look at the trend, and I, I think this is somewhat of the, like a Minnesota Twins fix by the book. Um, the books, Miami's total has hit 
in four of the last six games. And in three of those, they didn't even score a run. So I really think that something's going on here. And Cincinnati is one of those great over teams that we've seen all year this year. Yeah. Um, Miami, they are 3-11 and in their last 14 games against Cincinnati. So not very good history against this team lately. Ah, man, I just <laughs> <laughs> struggling already. Yeah, struggling. this is a struggle because, like, do, do the Marlins bats show up against the young <laughs> lefty? I don't know. I mean, they've they've scored 14 runs in this weekend, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with like the recent little bit of a hot streak, and plus there are a lot of right-handed bats that should do be well against lefties. And uh, in the comments, we got Reds team total overs or yeah, Reds team total over. Uh, from David and uh, my Marlins under team total. So he's on the opposite side of me with the Marlins. Yeah, well, yeah, you pointed out the same thing that you said. Reds have been a team uh, for overs and the Reds have been the opposite. So it's difficult. Um, and you just want to take a side, which we have done uh, with the Miami Marlins. The 705 Eastern first pitches, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Corey Kluber uh, for Tampa Bay and Austin Voth towards the start for the Orioles, uh, Tampa Bay are minus 145. Uh, home puppy, Baltimore, plus 125. Totalia is set at nine. Uh, Noah, lead us off with this one. Not sure if this one qualifies as one of Dylan's home puppies when Austin Voth is on the mound. He's one and one with five starts. None of them were quality. He has a 638 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 42 innings pitched this year. Um, just not a guy that I feel comfortable backing. And Corey Kluber, he's actually gone well this year. He's got a six and five record, nine quality starts, three seventy three ERA, eighty two strikeouts, fifteen walks, and ninety four innings pitched. He has an ERA of three against Baltimore in his three twenty twenty two starts against them. So he goes well. Um, I I trust the Rays bullpen, so I'm going to take them on the money line full game instead of just worrying about first five against Voth. Okay, um, I wrote a couple of things down here. Um, the first one was Baltimore, just the value. They keep just outperforming uh, those odds and plus money at home against the Tampa Bay Rays that just do not convince me even a little bit. Um, so if I was going to take a side, I would take Baltimore at the prices. But I think a safer play is the under on nine. I actually don't mind Austin Roth, um, and I've been quite high on Kluber all season. Um Neither side are stellar in the hitting department. I think um, Tampa Bay put up two runs against Casey. Um, they're still going along with that rather anemic lineup. And Baltimore, even though they've been competitive, uh, they don't put up gazillions of runs either. Um, I'm going to carry on to the next game, even though uh, you might have noticed Noah has just disappeared from view. Um, but maybe he's back. Oh, here he comes uh, now. Don't yeah, panic. I needed a little uh, refresh. Your your mouth was moving and the words weren't coming out on time. And I'm super OCD about that. That's like a huge Netflix thing that I hate when I oh, okay too. So I needed to fix that. That was bothering me. But uh, yeah, I, I think the I think the play is yeah. I like being under with you on this one. Uh, we were all going to talk about you while you were gone, but um, but you're back uh, now, so we won't. Uh, <laughs> 7.05 Eastern first pitches, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Probably the pitching matchup of the night, um, mainly due to a lack of alternatives, uh, but it <laughs> is Max Freed. Uh, it's another double lefty uh, starter combo here. Max Freed goes for the Braves and Ranger Suarez goes for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Braves are minus 155. The Phillies are plus 135. Totally is set at eight. And this one is across to you, is it? Or not? No, I I remember. you're right. No, it was me. You yeah, know, we, we changed things around with and I just didn't bother marking up. Uh, yeah, there you go. There, there, my. It was one of your late ads. It was. It Mal was a... Malcolm has the advantage being five hours earlier in time zone. And me, I was still driving home. So he added two more games to his. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's an advantage particularly, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a. It's a fact. It's a. It's a fact of geography. Uh, Freed is ten and three. Has a two sixty four ERA. He's pitched one hundred and nine and one third with one hundred and nine strikeouts. Suarez. Um, I am. What Suarez numbers written down? Probably because we called this one late. Um, what this is fairly straightforward for me. Um, I don't think we need him. I'm out on Suarez. 
Uh, I'm in on Freed. Freed's been great. No issues with Freed at all. Um, not only has Suarez been disappointing, he's got his 5.15 home area, which is minging. And uh, Philadelphia just disappointed me as well a little bit. Um, they're starting to look exposed, maybe. Um, they're starting to look what they are. So I wrote this down at minus 150 earlier on. We sometimes give out a unit and a half player, minus 150. Um, Atlanta will be disappointed tonight with that defeat to uh, the Angels because they were just starting to build up a little bit, bit of momentum. Um, the Mets have struggled. Uh, we've seen, they've only scored 10 runs in the last five games, the Mets, uh, and they've struggled against the Padres this weekend. So the, the Braves could have gone uh, top of the division tonight. Um, I do think they'll be ever so slightly disappointed with what with that result. Because um, they gave it away early as well. They were never in the game either. So it was a big chance for them. And I don't feel like they were in the game. So a uh, better spot for them tomorrow against a struggling Suarez. And I think that unit and a half play on Atlanta, um, it's not very exciting, uh, but it's a winner at minus 150. You'll do me. Uh, what do you think, Noah? Yeah, like you said, maybe not a huge exciting play here. But yeah, I'm on Atlanta with Max Freed on the mound. Uh, the overs have cashed in all three of their games this weekend uh, for Atlanta. Um, but maybe to make this one or this is an analysis more interesting, what'd you do on the uh, online post today? Who's the cover of it? <laughs> well, in a pathetic attempt to mush you completely, <laughs> if anyone listened to the podcast on Thursday or Friday last week, we traded a couple of, uh, I, I took a couple of players off Noah and I gave Noah Kyle Schwaber. Um, so in an attempt to mush Kyle Schwaber, I've put him as the header. On the uh, on the podcast post pitch tonight, a big picture of Kyle Schwaber hoping that his arms will fall off, which is a little bit childish, I admit. Uh, I'll feel terrible now if he does get injured, but yeah, that was my attempt at mushing you, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, next up is a uh, seven ten Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Zach Plezak is on the hill for Cleveland, and Nick Pavetta. Goes for the Boston Red Sox. It's a pick him. Uh, minus 110 each of two. Tolier is set at nine. Uh, Plezak is two and seven with a 402 ERA. He's pitched 94 innings with 68 strikeouts. Uh, Nick Pavetta is eight and seven with a 450 ERA. 108 innings pitched and 104 strikeouts. Plezak is 0 and three in his last five. But not a bad ERA, actually. 304 in that spill. And they've all been in division. We've mentioned a couple of times on the show lately that um, the White Sox have just played the Tigers and the Guardians just on a loop almost, it seems like, for about three weeks now. Um, so this, those last five starts have all been in division against Kansas City, uh, the Twins and Detroit. Um, he's got a row DRA of 493 on the season. Pavetta is a, a horrible one to handicap at the moment. He's just broken. Uh He's got an 8.20 ERA in his last five. He's given up seven, six, and seven in runs in his last three starts. Two of those were against the Yankees, so it was maybe slightly more understandable. Um, he's got a 7.57 ERA against the AL East uh, there, actually. He did face Cleveland on the 24th of June, gave up two earned runs on seven in his pitch. That's when he was going well, though. Uh so, yeah, this was a rough, really rough one to handicap. I think I'm prepared to forgive Pavetta those couple of starts against the Yankees and think that at home he can maybe get back on track. So I'd be leaning um, Boston here. However, um, the Boston lineup is quite hard to trust at the moment as well. Uh, but I think both pitchers can contribute here. And the play I've got is over nine at minus 120, but I've got no confidence behind it whatsoever. Yeah, for this one, again, I'm just probably going to stay away from this one. Uh, Boston, didn't they get shit pumped twice by the Blue Jays this weekend? Wasn't it? Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the 23. They, they broke a record for the most runs conceded in three consecutive games, 47. Yeah, like, I mean, I think last time they equaled the record from like 1901 or something stupid. I mean, it was a proper record they broke. It was spectacular. <laughs> proper record. <laughs> like it wasn't like this first time this had happened in six months. I mean, we're talking 120 years now. Yeah, but I mean, this offense is just not there right now. And uh, I, I, I got a kick out of it with Moonoff and Capper talking on Twitter. Did you see that 
Twitter. I didn't see it, but I can imagine <laughs> how it went already. It's quite yeah. incendiary. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's somewhere on the Munoff's feed. But um, yeah, Capper's just talking like, who on this team actually is hitting right now? <laughs> and yeah. Munoff's mentioning like JD and then. I don't know. Cabra's got this thing against Story, how he had that slow start. And Story has like yeah. a couple hundred or a couple hundred, couple teen bombs. He's he's in the mid teens there. Um since Capra is calling him out. But other than that, I, I'm staying away from this game. Yeah, the uh Blue Jays put eight more on the Red Sox tonight. <laughs> so Just keep, uh, yeah. Eight quite they'll be quite happy with that. That's quite a Quite a low number for uh, so. Next up is a seven ten Eastern first pitch. The San Diego Padres against the Detroit Tigers. Sean Manaya, left-handed pitcher for the San Diego Padres, and Drew Hutchison for Detroit. Uh, San Diego are minus one fifty-five. Detroit plus one thirty-five. Total here is set at eight. Uh, Sean Manaya, he's another one on my list here. Who's going to have a better second half of the season? He he. Uh, he popped off the page when I was just looking at some players last week. He's five and four, has a uh, 4.11 ERA. He's pitched 102 thirds with 100 punches. Uh, Drew Hutchison is one and four uh, with a 4.46 ERA. Uh, yeah, so I'm in on Manaya. I'm expecting better things from him in the second half. He's got a 3.76 road ERA as well, which I like. Um, and the Padres have played well this weekend. Um, against the New York Mets. Haven't hit that well, uh, but it kept the Mets in check. It got a couple of surprise wins. I've taken the Mets, um, and but the Padres have cost me a couple of times. That, um, Hutchison, yeah, just not expecting great things from him here. Uh, again, the, the unit and a half play is on the table. I'm at, at minus 155 for the Padres. But I think um, the fact that Detroit is so um, toothless um, with a bat in their hand, I can take the run line for San Diego, um, minus one and a half, and that is the price of plus 100, Noah. Yeah, <clears throat> Manea, Manea I, I think I agree with you. I think he should have a better second half. I think he's better than the line states. But in his last three starts, um, they were against the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the Cubs. Not very great squads there, but he has a 620 ERA. Uh, hopefully the All-Star break the week off, let him clear his mind, but uh, uh, Drew Hutchinson as well. It's hard to find positives in his year so far. Too many walks. He gets banged around when he does throw strikes. He's one and four with a four forty six ERA. Um, Nineteen walks and forty point one innings pitch just doesn't do it for me. If you're trying to make the squad, he's yeah. like the twelfth starter that we've thrown out there this year for the Tigers as a handicapper. It's like actually hard to prescribe an over against both pitchers that aren't really in great form right now because the Tigers' offense literally sucks. It is, like, historically bad. And if you watch any of these games this weekend uh, against Minnesota, we could have been the Boston Red Sox if it was a three-game series. It was, like, 10 and 8 runs scored in the two games. Um, it, they didn't even show up to the park today. It was rough. Like, just lifeless squad from what I was watching. So, yeah. Um, the the run line on the Padres looks a little safe. I like the spot somewhat for the Tigers. Um, at home, they're better <laughs> at home <laughs> again. And then Manaya has not been great on the road, but in his last three starts. But I mean, the the chance for this team being good this year is gone. Um, <laughs> I'm picking San Diego. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We need to uh, stage an intervention, I think, with you and these Tigers. You can I'll, try to make a case for them. And it is quite admirable, Noah. I think it's quite cute that you try and make a case for them and then still take the Padres on the yeah, run line I'll, after you've I'll, done all of that. I have to take a bit. I have to like do a video of me flushing a fish down the toilet and I'll just <laughs> plaster a Tiger's logo on the fish. <laughs> Next, Over 77 and a half. And then it's the Tiger's logo just going right down the toilet. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Eight oh five Eastern first pitch. Pittsburgh Pirates at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, JT Brubaker and Adrian Sampson for the Cubs are the two pitchers. We've got money lines, but no total, uh, as per usual at the Cubs. Uh, Pittsburgh are plus one twenty five. Uh, the Cubs are minus one forty five. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Noah, across to you for this one. Do you really have to give me Detroit and then Pittsburgh in back-to-back games? <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. It would be great <laughs> to me this season. They're probably my most profitable team. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um, yeah, I've, I've done really well out with Pittsburgh. Just a terrible series against Miami here. The one win that they had was a one to zero game. One to nothing, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, they got blown out by the Marlins. Um, JT Brubaker, though, he's on the mound. I don't know what they were doing having him be the fourth starter out of the All Star break because he's quite honestly been the best pitcher on the squad this year. He is two and eight with a four oh two ERA, ninety two strikeouts, forty walks, and ninety four innings pitched this year. Brubaker, he's been ultra consistent. His last start was the best of the season against the Marlins, so he should have started against the Marlins. I don't know why he didn't. Uh, he threw seven innings, only gave up three hits, nine strikeouts. Uh, and then for the Cubs, Adrian Sampson's going. He's zero and one in five starts. He's a three thirty four ERA. 23 strikeouts, eight walks, and 32.1. He's done well. Uh, he doesn't go deep in the games, so maybe like a first five if you like Samson. Um, he's got a 395 home ERA, which I, I wrote that down. It's slightly worse than his road ERA, but 395 inside Wrigley as a youngster is pretty good. So I'll take a first five under. I like Brubaker and Samson, and then maybe if you're – gutsy um if you like either one of those guys more than the other i don't know how you decipher pittsburgh or cubs in the first five but both of them their lines should be pretty good yeah i'm uh, i'm gonna have to leave this entire my uh, handicap to you because i had keegan thompson going uh, for the chicago cubs well i handicapped it earlier on then there's been a change to samson um the only thing i will add is that brew baker is on that list of pitchers i like uh, going at the second half, the, uh, there's only three or four on the list, and I think the majority of them are going tonight. We've already mentioned uh, Trevor Rogers, Sean Manaya being in the second one, uh, and the third one is JT Brubaker. So people, I am going to tail. Um, not, I'm not just not sure about this spot really, and like I say, I didn't look into Adrian Sampson too much, <clears throat> uh, so I'll give out a no bet, but uh, certainly slightly high, um, higher on Brubaker for the second half of the season. I think he can go okay. I think this is interesting, too. I think you're on to something. I think this is a contract year for Brubaker. Okay. Yeah, he's 28 coming out of his rookie year. This is his last year. Um, The lines that we have found and given out tonight uh, are lines that can be found at WinBet, where the $50 to win $200 promotion uh, is still up for grabs. The $50 bet will qualify you for 200 bucks in free bets and if you are betting baseball which i assume you are uh check out win bet have their reduced juice in baseball games which makes it the best place to bet mlb uh the fancy football experience comp is still running as well if you bet 500 dollars on sports or casino before july the 31st next week uh you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at encore beach club which includes a two-night stay at win resorts for you and your entire league Loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And of course, don't forget that our new Discord server is the place where everyone uh, all the cool kids are over there uh, chatting shit to each other and sweating out their bets together. Loads of fun. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord um, is where you want to head over to get involved uh, with the rest of the gang over there. Okay. Uh, 50% of the way through this 12-game card. Now we will crack on with an 8-10 Eastern first pitch between the LA Angels and the Kansas City Royals. And uh, Noah Syndergaard is on the mound for the Angels. And Zach Grenke goes for the Royals. Um, it's a second pick of the night. It's minus 110 each of two. Uh, total here is set at eight and a half. Uh, Syndergaard for the Angels is five and seven. Um, an even four ERA. He's pitched 74 and one third with 58 strikeouts. Grenke is three and six with a 464 ERA. He's pitched 77 and two thirds with 42 strikeouts. Um, Syndergaard at this point is just plodding along. You pretty much get the same line from him all the time. Uh, you might get two earned runs, you might get three earned runs, you get the odd four. Um, it's on the road where he's struggling actually a little bit. He's got a one and five record on the road. And it, 
uh, ERA there's 596. So a little red flag there. Um, Grenke surprised me when I dug into his numbers a little bit. He's 381 yeah. in his last five. Yeah, three and one um, at home. A 186 uh, home ERA. And that's not a small sample either. He's pitched 38 and two thirds at home. Uh, so that's a, that's a genuine, genuine number. Um, it's just a, d- a different pitcher at home. Uh, I like KC in this spot here. Yeah, the Angels are still broken. Like I say, they were handed that game tonight. Uh, they were five nothing up in the first inning just because Ian Anderson couldn't um, couldn't record an out. But they were one and nine in their last ten games before that. KC, as much as um, they've struggled a little bit with the bat, they they were five and five in their last 10 and have won tonight they beat the Tampa Bay Rays at home tonight uh, so they will stay at home um, for this game and I think they can turn the Angels over um, at minus 110 tomorrow Noah yeah I'm just going to retweet whatever you said because you took the handicap right <laughs> off my page taking the Royals here uh, like you said Granky better at home Syndergaard worse on the road this is like one of those spots that just screams at you to take Kansas City and who knows maybe they appear as the dog tomorrow morning yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if if this bet goes down, it's it's not because of the way we've handicapped it. Anyone looking at it will reach uh, a similar a similar conclusion. I think uh, next up is an eighth ten Eastern first pitch between the Colorado Rockies and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, the lefty, goes for the Rockies, and Aaron Ashby, uh, lefty, goes for the Milwaukee Brewers. Lines are. Ooh, the lines are further up the page. That's where the lines are. There they are. Colorado plus 160. Uh, the Brewers are nearly two to one on here. Minus 190. Totally a set at eight and a half. Um, I had a difficult one to handicap earlier on. Um, and I think, Noah, this was tricky for you as well. Uh, Freeland at Ashby um, is a bit of a head scratcher. Where have you gone? No, it's nowhere to be seen. He's frozen again. Okay. Um, so, Kyle Freeland, um, he's on the slide a little bit, I think, for me. Um, they've played a... I think the, the game that they're playing at the moment is uh, been a bit of a lively one. Brewers are 10-8 up in the bottom of the eighth inning. So, a lot of runs in that one. Uh, maybe the Brewers' bats um, are waking up ever so slightly. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Freeland's on the slide. Uh, there's been a couple of spots this season where he's been playable, uh, but I'm not sure it's happening much lately. Aaron Ashby, I do not know what to do with Aaron Ashby at all. Um, I brought down F nose next to him. I'm not going to swear because uh, because we're on YouTube and I don't think people need to hear that. But uh, I've got no idea what to expect from Aaron Ashby, even a little bit. Uh, Noah, um, you're back. Um, I've just been talking through Freelands in Ashby and it's a real struggle to get a handle on what you can expect from either of these two pitches. Yeah, I think this is just a more offensive game. I have the over written down for me. Um, Personally, just because I can't really decipher either team. I'm going to stay away from the side. I like the over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Exactly what I've got written down. Um, I think both countries, like I say, 18 runs scored tonight uh, in the game, which is still ongoing there. Um, so yeah, no reason why that can't go over tomorrow. That I thought that eight and a half looked really low actually. Um, that yeah. was one of my one of my favourite players on this card. Uh, next up is a nine forty Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics. It is Jake Odorizzi for Houston and Adam Oller gets to start for Oakland. I don't know. We've got some lines that we have. Houston are two to one on here. Uh, minus 200. Auckland at plus 170. Total set at eight. And I'll throw this straight across to you, Noah. Uh, Houston at Auckland. Yeah, Oda Rizzi is four and two on the year. 356 ERA, 36 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 48 innings pitched. In July, he has had a chance to try to squeak back into this rotation. This is one of the best rotations in baseball. He's kind of their sixth starter. But in July, he has a 544 ERA, not been going great. Uh, Hopefully the all-star game for him personally is one of those uh, where he just gets to clear his head, go out there with a clean slate in the second half and uh, try to fix some of this line. As for Oakland, it's Adam Aller, and this guy's straight up 
auto fade for me. He's 0 3 and 5 starts with an 8.56 ERA, 18 strikeouts. He has more walks than strikeouts, 19 walks in 27.1 innings pitch. That is over a half walk in inning, which is just no go uh, for me personally. So I'm on I'm on the Astros. Just look at probably the Astros run line here because, like Malcolm said, they are two to one. So I'm seeing one minus 105 at minus one and a half. I'll take that. Yeah, Odorizzi confused me a little bit because the ERA over his last five games is okay, but there's a little break in the middle of those. Um, and like you said, the, the three of those games in July haven't been very good. The actual uh, the two games that would bring that number down uh, were way sort of the early weeks of June. So, uh, yeah, but again, bit of a head scratcher here with Odorizzi. But you've got to trust them. You've got to trust Houston. Uh, just to be able to put more runs on them uh, than Adam. Uh, and it is boring. And we normally have one of these per slate, which is just the auto auto run line. It's often the Dodgers or the Yankees uh, tonight. I think it's the Astros, although the Dodgers might fit into that uh, conversation later on. But yeah, Houston run line for me uh, at that price, that minus 105. Not very exciting, but we'll take that uh, as another winner under our belts. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch is the... San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is Jacob Junis going for the Giants and the lefty on the mound is Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert for Arizona. Um, I accidentally handicapped Logan Gilbert for a large portion of the afternoon. Uh, so quickly had to switch later on when Noah pointed out that it was Tyler Gilbert. Um, Jacob Junis is 4-1 with a 3.06 ERA. has pitched 50 innings with 42 strikeouts. Tyler Gilbert is 0-3. There's a 5.34 ERA, a 30 and one third pitch with 18 strikeouts. Uh, Jacob Junis has been really good. Um, 3 and 0 in his last five, 171 on the road. Um, his last start was um, his worst, actually, is, is most recently. Uh, but before that. He's barely given up uh, two earned runs in a start. He's been he's been that reliable. Um, Gilbert, it's a small sample for Gilbert. And I actually quite like him. He's 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 only pitched twelve innings at home of those thirty, uh, but he's only given up two earned runs in those twelve innings. So I trust him to go okay here. I like Junis. Uh, neither lineup inspires me particularly. So everything to me uh, pointed towards the under. I don't know if I gave the lines out, actually. I'm just looking at them now. Uh, San Francisco in this one are minus 120 and Arizona are plus 100. And the total is set at nine. Uh, so, the yeah, the under nine to me look like a good bet, Noah. Yeah, I like the under here too. Um, the one thing I'm – I don't think I'm nervous about it, but Chase Field is a dome, correct? It's like a building. It's inside. Why does yes. the wind say it's 10 miles an hour going straight out to center field? <clears throat> but, uh, no idea. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other, other than that, you know, I, I, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks could be a live dog here. They play better at home than on the road. Um, slightly under 500, 24 and 26, but they're one of those teams like the Orioles where they make you a ton of money at home. They're 28 and 22 against the spread on the run line. Um, so I think they're a live dog here in this spot in game one of the series. Uh, penultimate game tonight is a 10-10 Eastern first pitch between the Washington Nationals and the LA Dodgers. Paolo Espino uh, is on the hill for Washington and Tony Gonsolin uh, for LA Dodgers. Uh, prices are Washington plus 220. The Dodgers are minus 260. Uh, totally ever set at eight and a half. Uh, Noah, um, you all over Washington here? Did you say penultimate? Is that the last game on the slate? No, it's the second last game. <clears throat> what does penultimate mean? Second last. Oh, I didn't know penultimate means second last. Okay. Yes, <laughs> no, it means the second to last game. And did you say that I'm all over the Nationals? I was asking if you were all over the Nationals. Yeah, and pre-show I told you there's yeah. no way <laughs> you can back the Nationals. <laughs> That's why I asked. It. <laughs> there's, I, you cannot... I, I don't I don't sponsor um, a backing of the Nationals in this spot. They have Paulo Espino <laughs> on the mound. 
He's 0-3 this year with a 357 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 58 innings pitched. <clears throat> he started the year as a reliever. And his first couple of games as a starter went all right, but in his last four starts, he has a 692 ERA. And going for the Dodgers, it's big bad Tony Gonsolin. He's 11 and 0, 202 ERA, 86 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 93.2 innings pitched. His last appearance a week ago was in the All-Star game where he gave up back-to-back homers to lose the game for the NL. Outside nice. of the All-Star game, this dude has been great this year. Um, he actually didn't really have a great start in his last start against the Cardinals, but uh, the Dodgers still were able to win that one 7-6 to six after he gave up like four runs in the first four innings. I don't know how you go against Gonsolin and the Dodgers in the spot. I'm taking them in a run line here. Uh, Malcolm, how about you? Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I handicapped uh, Josiah Gray earlier on for the Nationals and I managed to talk myself into a, uh, a scenario which the Nationals might win this game with uh, Gray on the mound and that was going to be my big dog. Um, but it's not Josiah Gray now, it is Espino. So yeah, um, we talked on Friday night about ladder bets. You talked about the K-props on Shohei Otani actually. So it's starting at seven and a half and splitting your stake. Um, on eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be a way of playing this game tomorrow because uh, the Dodgers um, on the run line is minus one twenty-five, but I've got no issue with you taking them uh, minus two and a half, minus three and a half because this could get out of hand pretty quickly. So uh, okay. maybe, I'm, uh, yeah, I've got nothing because, like I say, I, I handicapped Josiah Gray earlier on. So, but maybe a little lad a bit on the Dodgers uh, and see if you can hit the jackpot if the absolutely wallop them right yeah, he, okay. gives, he gives you a ladder bet today and maybe a sneak peek in the later in the series yep. uh the ultimate game on the card uh noah that means the last one to see how it works ultimate is like biggest to me not last <laughs> well it's the english language mate i've got i've got a jump <laughs> on you in this country on that one um it's the texas rangers and the seattle mariners uh it's my ex guy glenn otto for the texas rangers and Chris Flexen starts for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, the Lions are plus 130 for the Rangers, minus 150 for the Mariners. Total here set at eight. Uh, and we're back to you, Noah. Yeah, Glenn Otto, he's four and six, 540 ERA this year. 47 strikeouts, 34 walks. It's a lot of walks and 64.2 innings pitched. His last start, um, both Otto and Flexen started against each other. <clears throat> last week uh, in a Texas versus Seattle matchup. Otto went six innings. He had four Ks, gave up three earned on two bombs. He got the loss. Flexen got the win. He's six and eight this year with a 379 ERA, 70 strikeouts, 35 walks, and 99.2 when he's pitched. His last start was against Texas. Like I said, he went 4.2. He didn't go very deep. He gave up one run on a solo shot, and he has an ERA of 132 in his last three starts. Uh, I don't uh, maybe his pitch count ran up in the 4.2, but uh, his last two starts other than that one was 6.2 and seven innings. So he has been going good lately, and I'm going to take the Mariners against the Rangers here in the spot. Um, yeah, it looked pretty straightforward, didn't it? Um, I'm actually taking a bit of a punt myself on Seattle on the run line, uh, which is at plus 145. Yeah, I think the, the book's kind of expecting a low-scoring game here. Um, just, I don't know, mainly on Texas just not being very good. Texas have scored a few runs tonight, actually. There's uh, the smashing Oakland. Um, they were up to eight, nine uh, runs earlier on when I checked a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, Glenn Otto, um, he briefly made onto my radar for about two weeks, but has quickly made his way back off it. Uh, and Chris Flexen, I think, can go okay. So I think Seattle can beat them and can beat them comfortably. So at a bigger price, uh, we'll take a bit of a punt at the plus 145. Okay, locks and dogs uh, to come. We've had some drunk breaking news uh, in the chat box. I'm not sure how reliable the uh, source is, uh, but one Soto's got in the Cardinals for a bag of chips, uh, apparently. I don't know if that's... Is that, <laughs> is that English? That. Is that yeah. English chips or is it American chips? Because that's crucial to the trade. I'm not trading for a bag of crisps. I'll trade what? for... But, a bag of actual chips that I'll trade for, yeah. What, no what's problem, your yeah. bag of chips over there in England? Well, you'd call them fries. No, we don't. What, chips? We call them chips. No, fries yeah, crisps. Like... Chips? Crisp. Crisps. 
crisps. Like, what are right. crisps to you? Are we just going to have long? Are we just going to shout crisps and chips at each other before someone says other words? Yeah, crisps fries and chips. are not chips. <laughs> fries are chips. No, they're not. If you go to the fish and chips, what do you get? You don't get fish in a bag of crisps. That would be insane. I don't normally get fish and chips, but I'm just saying when we <laughs> that's, say chips, that's where you're like going wrong in the first place. Brands are Lay's, Doritos, and yeah, crisps, all that stuff. Those, those are chips. <laughs> no, don't be so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so we need to know what exactly we're trading for Juan Soto here. Um, I, as long as he goes to the Cardinals, I could give a shit what they get. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of fish and chips, and I'll trade anything for. Um, <laughs> IP vanish. Um, or a sponsor of ours on the MLB Gambling Podcast. They will protect your privacy uh, when you're browsing online, uh, keeping your private data away from hackers and advertisers, etc. cetera. Uh, IP Vanish encrypt 100% of your data, uh, keeping your private details, passwords, communications, etc. completely hidden, um, your physical location too. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick if you're streaming media, and they're offering uh, 70% off the yearly plan with a 30-day money-back guarantee. IP Vanish is dead easy to use. You'll be protected with one tap of a button. So take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promo code to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, uh, 12 games, signed, sealed, and delivered, Noah. Um, locks and dogs, what have you got? Yeah, I've got actually two value plays here, but the first one, I'm gonna. it's going to lead into my lock. I like uh, the idea, because we don't know what the prop is going to be offered at, but I like the idea of Zach Granke's over strikeouts tomorrow. He's going up against the Angels. They have the worst strikeout rate in all of the MLB, striking out uh, 9.84 times a game, which is way above the rest of the competition in the league. Granke doesn't normally strike out a ton of guys, two, three, four guys a game. He has the ability to go out there and try to get five. Um, if this line is set at three and a half, where I expect it to be, I would love uh, – I would love a piece of Granke's over strikeouts for my lock. I'm going to go with Kansas City minus 110 against the Angels. Again, I think this is a value bet. I think this could be a dog come tomorrow morning, um, depending on how much of the public comes in on the Angels. Um, And then my dog is going to be Pittsburgh on the road against Chicago. Uh, Pittsburgh's plus 125 with JT Brubaker on the mound. Chicago's the worst home team in the MLB. Um, I know Pittsburgh's not going great as of right now, losing two of three to the Marlins and only putting up one run, I think, in the three games. Maybe it was one run each game in the three games. I think they only scored three total runs. But I think this is a good spot for the Pirates to maybe get a win here. Okay, yeah, yeah, I like that. I love that Kansas City play, actually. Um, I had it written down. The more we've talked about it tonight, uh, the more um, happy I am with it. Um, my lock is going to be that over eight and a half in the Colorado at Milwaukee game. Kyle Freeland and Aaron Ashby. Uh, just can't see either pitcher keeping this total down anywhere near that. Uh, this, to me, should be 10. I would have thought the line come out. Uh 18 runs so far in the game tonight. And yeah, I think if the bats can stay hot tomorrow, um, I, I've given Aaron Ashby more than enough rope uh, this season, but he's hung himself once too many times for me. Um, so yeah, a lot of runs in this game here. Over eight and a half looks great. My dog, I'm going to take a run line and it's going to be Seattle. I'd just like it look like a really big price. Um, I think nine times out of 10, flexing, flexing in the Mariners will be a run and a half um, better than Otto and the Rangers. Um, I don't know if Noah's having a nervous breakdown and smashing the place up with a hammer in the background. There you are. Did you fall off your chair or something? No, it was a sneeze because uh, <laughs> wow. I, I thought I might. I thought I muted the mic, but yeah. Oh I, no, we I, heard I, all I of that. The, I rolled away from the microphone to get the sneeze out, but I, I guess you heard the roll. We heard everything. That was very good. I, I, um, turned, I turned the camera off. I, I just didn't mute the microphone. My bad. I was worried for you. So let you be attacked. Uh, long story short, Seattle run line plus 145 is my dog uh, to follow up that over 
And that, ladies and gents, uh, for your Monday games, is that. Uh, Noah, have you got a big week ahead Monday, tomorrow? What's happening? Uh, nothing off the top of my head, but since we were talking about chips and just edible, <laughs> I guess, treats, I got yeah. I got a European candy in front of me. It's called Mamba. You ever heard of these? I have never heard of it. What kind right. of was it? A hard candy or a chocolate? It's like a chewy. So it's in the middle of... I'm chewing on one right now. I probably shouldn't yeah, have on that's the microphone. All right. but it's great, great radio, called, this, mate. Yeah, they're called Mamba. It's a German candy, and it's in the middle of... Have you heard of Now and Later and Laffy Taffy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have heard of that. It's right in the middle of both of them, I think. Okay, right, yeah, that's fair. I've, nice uh, I've, Googled, I've Googled it, mate. I can get... I can get some raspberry-flavoured ones for 39 pence. What an absolute bargain. Yeah, let's try to go get a Mamba sponsorship. <laughs> Mamba's for you. Here you get a, a packet of Mamba raspberry-flavoured chewing candies. 50 cents, man. What a bargain. There you go. Uh, there you go. Oh, well, that was good knowledge. Um, I don't think I've got anything going on this week. It's uh, football season, as in soccer season, has crept up uh, on me. So Newcastle are playing the last warm-up games next weekend. I'm going to watch them take on Atalanta, the Italian side, on Friday night here. Uh, it's in James's season's Park. season's coming up here in America. Soccer season's coming yeah. up in England. Yeah, I know. I've uh, I've got a couple of best ball drafts under my belt uh, on oh, DraftKings yeah. for the NFL. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything's just starting to ramp up now. And then when that starts again, things get really frantic when we've got baseball and I've got the EPL and we've got football um, but I absolutely love it. No, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, directed to the usual places, the Discord channel, everything's going on there. It's a really, genuinely a great place to be. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And obviously download the app. Um, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast has been absolutely flames, throwing out winners at any price you like, fancy price winners, all over the place. So they've been there. Uh, they've been the hot hand on the network recently. Uh, so yes. get across and give those boys a listen. Um, some combination of me and Noah and Moonaf and Dylan will be here tomorrow to take you through Tuesday's games. Uh, but until then, good luck uh, with your bets and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>